I got to tell you, it's something that sounds so simple, but I absolutely love talking to people. And coming from someone that's an introvert, that literally every human interaction is taxing, it is so hypocritical and oxymoronic to say that I enjoy talking to people, but I absolutely do. So this year, I have gone on an adventure trying to meet more people. People. And I have been very successful at it, I must say. I've gone on several lunches, meeting several new individuals who are just absolutely fantastic people, top to bottom. And I have started my public speaking adventure. I have my first public talk at the Shoals Chamber of Commerce, February 29th. Yes, 29th. February 20, uh, 2024 is a leap year. So it's going to be on continuous improvement. And I'm so excited. I have the bones of the presentation ready. I have so far a very impressive attendance that it's it's small, a small group. The audience is only going to be 20. It's only the conference room that it holds. But the people that are going to be there are all substantive, contributive people that I've already met. And it's going to be an awesome presentation. And what I'm going to be doing is only a 30 minute presentation. I have an hour and the rest of the time I'm going to be sitting down and we're going to be talking about how we're going to actually implement what I just presented. And so this video, this podcast is about how I'm going to do that. And it's just tidbits, teasers, bits and pieces. So it's been a minute since I've put together one of these video podcasts. And I want to catch everybody up. So we are just about a month into the year. It is currently January 29th. And I've been busy, man. It's been a busy time. And I absolutely love it. So as a history, I started Cogent Consulting Group officially on June 13th, 2023. Didn't do anything with it because it is entirely meant to be a holding company for my family's trust, transferring assets over into the family trust, having my wife and daughter as blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to bore you with all that stuff. Taxes, fun, fun, fun. But it kind of sat there for several months. And then in November, I decided, let's play with it. And I put together the website, put together the information ever since then information has just been pouring out of me because I've been doing project management, consulting type stuff, Six Sigma, MBA, continuous improvement, blah, 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 for a long time. And I've just gotten to this point in my life where it's like, I have got to share this back with people. I have to. I'm just obligated to do it. It feels good to do it. I want to do it in a way that's digestible for every company in every way. And I want to do it differently. Because I I go out there. I do a lot of benchmarking and look to see what other consulting companies are doing. And they're all the fucking same. They're all out there to be capitalistic. And I completely understand that they are what they are. They're there to make money for themselves, for their shareholders, for their business interests. And that's fine. Absolutely. I completely understand that I want to make a buck too. But I'm doing it in a different way because I'm keeping 
my mainstream job. I love what I do. I work at Oracle Corporation. I love what I do. I'm serving veterans. I'm serving active duty military. I'm previously military being a veteran myself, and I'm changing the face of healthcare for our veterans, which will actually bleed into the commercial space. And I fucking love it. I love every day that I get to do it. It's incredibly challenging, incredibly frustrating, but I love it. But I've been doing it for a long time. And I want to be able to spread my wings and diversify my portfolio. And so here I am. I started a coaching consulting group and I get to bring people together with ideas to make money. And it's a funny mission statement because I preach that you shouldn't have making money be one of your business goals because it making money is the result of well-focused efforts. But for me, my goal is to bring people together with ideas to make money. So you have to read it correctly. It's not for me to make money. It's to bring people together with ideas. I should say so they make money, but it's inferred. But that's the point of my mission. And tucked within that is helping people, helping organizations figure out how they're going to do that and then act upon it. And then from that, I have created several brand new models that have never existed before in the zeitgeist of business history, and they're mine. They're my jewels, and I'm so proud of them. The first one, if you've been listening to me for a while, is the triple fecta. And I love this model. It is my most proudest creation because it would help anybody and will help everybody. If you just look at it, it will help you because I guarantee you do not consider every element in every way that this triple fecta lists for you in the simple to digest graphical representation of process management. So there you go. And it's yours. It's out there. I've created it. It's trademarked. It's mine. I have the domain name. It's under my name, but the image Print it for yourself. Here you go. It is yours. Put it on your wall and reference it 10 times a day because it will help you. Oh, feels so good to say. The second thing I've created is the A3QG. It is attitude, aptitude, and adaptation. That's the A3. The Q is quality, and the G is grit. And all of these things I've created blogs for and very detailed subscriber content. You need to subscribe to my CC group for $20 a month. If you subscribe now, you get three months of content for 20 bucks at my level. And I'm a fucking expert at this stuff, okay? <laughs> I don't mean to curse, but I do cuss occasionally. And the most recent thing that I've created that I'm using for my public speaking that I'm using for my next big presentation and not my next chunk of the subscriber stuff. So I'm going to be focusing on Six Sigma and uh, a lot of the calculus and arithmetic and, um, you know, algorithms that go into Six Sigma. But the one after that will be focused on continued, uh, continuous improvement. And this specific image right here. So this is ABC, all right? This is what every organization needs to do. Actually, AI, BICI. And I can't emphasize how critically important it is to do what this says. In today's world, 
And again, this is what my whole presentation is going to be on. In today's world and the world of the future, if you have not done a strategic assessment with the factors I'm about to mention, then you haven't done a strategic assessment. It is that simple. And uh, a strategic plan is something that is incredibly complicated and it takes a long time. And I actually had the privilege of talking to Dr. Shaw, and who is the superintendent of Florence City Schools. And he is a, a miraculous person, just a, a, just a, a heart from top to bottom, a lover of students, a lover of education. And he put forth a profound effort and fostered this incredible newfound rejuvenation for the Florence City School System uh, using the strategic plan. And he did, he and his team, his staff, his people, and the community all did it right. And it was incredibly hard. I had the privilege of being a part of a little bit of it. And my wife, who's a teacher, had the privilege of being a part of a lot of it. And so I am. I'm not just looking at it from an outsider. I was involved in this. And then, of course, I've read the whole damn thing. And it's very well done. And it was done in several different ways. It was done from a grassroots perspective. It was done including the community. It was done including the staff. It was done including the administration and the leadership. And it was done over a long period of time. And it included several of the key elements. And it addressed several of the key needs for the school district. And it had quantifiable metrics and a meta need. And there's so many other things that it accomplished that I will be addressing in a presentation when I go over to the Schultz Chamber of Commerce. And then I will be putting the entire presentation online afterwards. So please stay tuned for that. Like, subscribe, follow, share, all that good stuff. I don't want to give everything away because I have a, a risk meter that I'm going to be presenting that is, I think, quite critical. And it's you know, if this, then this, if this, then this, if this, this greater than that. And it's just a truly wonderful meter that you can use if you haven't done a strategic plan or participate in continuous improvement. And it's how you measure how bad you will be if you don't. <laughs> so it's all about, I'll give you one of them, consequence. All right. The other ones I'm not going to give you here. So Anyway, Dr. Shaw and his administration, his team did a wonderful job. Uh, Florence City Schools, look them up. The strategic plan is right there on the website, and he did it right. And it's not the, the strategic plan he did it right. He unified the entire school district. They used to be separate schools, each with you know really different sayings, different mantras. And he unified everything under what is called the Falcon Way. And it's really quite done, and it's pronounced. It is palpable, and it worked. You know, there has been several attempts and organizations that you can reference, including in Florence, Alabama, where they tried to do the flow Bama and flow rents thing. And it didn't take. And, you know, the color scheme was nice, but no one agreed with the branding. The branding was horrible. But the Falcon Way connected with everybody. It was rich. It was deep. And it was understood. Anyway, I can go on and on about that. It was just a great great presentation of how a strategic plan should be done. And you should take a look at it because it's really something to follow. And nothing in there mentioned how money is important. Now, yes, it's an educational institution and making money is not how they do business, but it shouldn't be for anybody. You shouldn't see anywhere in a strategic plan that we need to make X dollars. 
Okay. Because that is the design effort of outcome. It's always going to be there. Yes. You need to have profit margin. You need to have benchmarks and baselines for profit, and you need to make sure that your shareholders interests are addressed, but you need to have percentages based on improvement and quantifiable metrics and key performance indicators. Those are the things that you need to measure against. And none of those are X dollars. Okay. And so it's just crucial. So anyway, for the strategic plan, the AI, artificial intelligence, there are numerous things in artificial intelligence now that are beneficial to numerous business entities or industries. And there are also several distractions, several things that are just distracting money makers or trying to get you to subscribe to things that are crap. And I have a couple of examples I'll be doing in the presentation. For example, for me, image generation through AI sucks. It just sucks. I've tried it several different ways. And in some cases, it's okay. But most of the time, it does not create what I want it to. Uh, so, not a fan of that. And most of the things are gimmicks. Not real. And so you need to fish through this pond of crab to find things that are actually good. And so on my blogs and on my subscriber content, especially I posted a step-by-step -step digital transformation and automated plan for every organization to go through. It takes you through every step you need to do, everything you need to consider to inject artificial intelligence and automation into your organization, including the steps to add a strategic plan. So become a CC group subscriber and you get to see that stuff. 20 bucks. You'll never see a better deal ever. Anyway, so that's AI. You know what AI is. I'm not going to go into it. The second one is BI, business intelligence. This one is a little harder to understand. Business intelligence is the business's ability to gather information about itself, to quantify its performance, key performance indicators, measure its performance and baseline its performance and look at trends, movement, obstacles, uh, SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, priorities. All of these things are considered to be business intelligence because it's intelligence about your business pulled by your business for your business and tracking that, quantifying that against your KPIs, against anything else that you have that you can use to take a look at where you are comparatively to yourself historically, to where you want to be in the future, and to market competition. That's business intelligence. And then the last one is continuous improvement. Now, I can talk about the genesis of continuous improvement, which is Lean Six Sigma stuff, Kaizen, Muda, Mura, Murray, all of these things, getting rid of waste, getting rid of the seven layers, the seven types of waste, all of these different things. It comes from the manufacturing realm, and you absolutely need to look at this information because some of it is profoundly good. One of my most favorite websites is literally kaizen.org. And there's also huge published works about the impact and benefit of Kaizen. And with all of these references all around the world and quantifiable objective metrics of the benefit of continuous improvement, it begs the question of why everybody isn't doing it. 
Well, the answer is that the the quantifiable analysis that I put together that includes the consequence, again, I'm sorry, I have to do the hint because I'm not giving all this shit away for free, but there are two, the three variables, one of them is consequence, that comes out to be a calculatable equation for organizations of either why they do or don't do it. And it is imperative for every organization to have a strategic plan and a continuous improvement plan. Those that don't, they're not going to be businesses in the future. And those that think they've done it in the past, they need to do it again because there are four primary brand new factors that need to be considered. One is artificial intelligence. We've already talked about that and what it is. And the ABC, AI, BI, CI, all that stuff needs to roll into that. But artificial intelligence is a key factor that needs to formulate in your your strategic plan and your continuous improvement plan. The second factor is the economy itself. The economy is the ebbs and flows and constant changes. Chances are you've probably considered the economy in your strategic plan because it's a pretty common pillar. But you always want to take another look at that because the economy is going to be changing. Number two, market conditions. Now, market conditions are changing drastically. What I mean by market conditions is how you advertise out. Now, this is drastically different. There used to be a time where you could do a broad brush, broad stroke advertising or campaign and hit your early adopters and your broad market categories. Today with the internet and all the separate interest groups, you can't do that anymore. Uh, I watch Gary Vee all the time and he has a very, very, very sharply honed sense on how this goes. And I think it's really great and very accurate where you have to have micromanaged elements of advertising cosms to each demographic element that you want to advertise to. And you have to have your own AdSense, your own ads, your own categories, your own demographic specific elements for each demographic that you're shooting for. What what pockets are you trying to shoot into? And you have to have ad aimed at those pockets. That's the best way to put it. And that's when it comes down to the market conditions because the market conditions have ebb and flows just like the economy does and some of them kind of go together. And you also have supply demand equilibrium and all those change along with the market because the demand changes. But the market conditions also change because the interest changes based on the competition and what else is coming into the market and that how that makes your product, your brand look. And keeping tabs on what your brand looks like, what the perception is of your brand is incredibly important. And having a market group focused on the perception of your brand is critical. And number four, the most critical, the most crucial for your organization now and for the perceivable future, I'll say the next 10 years, because we got to start locking it in, is the generational workforce change. It's here. It is now. It is here. All right. A lot of times I blend the personal changes with business changes. It's like, oh, you got to change yourself and change your company. Or if you can change yourself personally, you can change yourself in business. If you like your leader in your life, you can lead her in your business. In this generational workforce change, the next generation of workers, they are blending their personal life and their work life more and more and more because they are literally blending more and more and more. We're going to have the most amount of remote workers ever 
Starting right now, right now it's happening. This is not a projection for the future. It is right now. People are working from home, from coffee shops, from their dorm rooms. They have real jobs that used to be in a cubicle, used to be in an office, are now in personal spaces, which means their personal lives are being injected into their business lives and their business lives are being injected into their personal lives. So as a leader, as a business, you now have to understand and comprehend the impact of both. It's an entirely different psychological mechanism for business operation regarding the personnel. Understanding what drives them, what motivates them, what they perceive as value, what is their grit, what gets them to have a positive attitude, to adapt, okay? All of these things, by the way, that's a nice little plug for the A3QG. Uh, all of these things fit into this generational workforce change, and the generations are shifting right now. We have the most people ever that are turning 60. And at the same time, we have the most people ever that are turning 18 and entering the workforce. <laughs> it's crazy. Normally, you have this bell curve. You know, it goes down, goes up, comes down. Well, right now, it goes like this. All right? We have these two peaks that they come down in the middle. And I am in this minority, this younger dip. And so, hey. We got to rule the world for a little bit, but the bigger generations coming behind us and the baby boomers and the greatest generation, they're going to be dying off pretty soon. So it's a very, very interesting time. But this huge generation of workers that has a completely different perception on how the work environment operates and how reciprocity and reception and the speed of which value comes and the impact of their work and the impact of their value and how fast they should get something for their efforts. All of those things need to be completely recalibrated. Now, most of it has to be recalibrated on the employee's side, on this new generation side. They can't expect immediate gratification for grunt work. They have to earn their way. And that's just how it goes. But in some cases, there is a compromise that needs to happen for these businesses that some level of gratification, some reciprocity, not just stagnant wage needs to be done or else you, business, are going to lose talent. And you can't do that because these people that are going to be working from home, they don't give a crap about you as a business unless you care about them and show that you care. And I'm sorry, but the way you show you care is by monetizing their value. Okay. That's how they care. And you can monetize it several different ways. It doesn't have to be straight cash. It can be in options. Have a retention plan. Have a, uh, a stock option plan that appreciates over two years. That keeps them there. Be smart about this. Retention plans are fantastic. Use them. Okay. But Make sure that they understand their value to you and you understand your value to them. It has to be something that is plainly understood in this new generation of workers. So that encapsulates a lot of the stuff I've been working on for the past six months. And I've only just begun. And my God, I can't wait for what I get to work on next. 
I have some very exciting partnerships coming up. I have some great meetings coming up. I have more, hopefully, more public speaking events. If I do this first one really well, it's always going to foster in some new ones. If you would like for me to talk at your organization, contact me. Go to myccgroup.com. Let me know. I'm happy to talk around a myriad of things. But continuous improvement, the AIBICI, is going to be my hook. And the importance of strategic planning and continuous improvement and not just talking about the steps to get it done, but actually getting you to do it is going to be my thing for the foreseeable future. I did a blog post that hits on this. It's going to be my overarching mantra, I guess. It's like we need to smarten up, not dumb down. All right. I've done that several times before and it. I love it. I just love it because that's what we need to do. We can't play to the lowest common denominator anymore. We need to smarten up and not dumb down. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And we're going to do it together. And I love doing this work. I love it. I have a huge passion for it. Hopefully you can hear it in my voice and see it in my face if you're watching me on video. But with all that, a lot more to come, ladies and gentlemen please go to myccgroup.com, become a CC Group member. It's $20 a month, and you will get 10 times that in value. And I'm only getting started. I only got three months in there right now. I got two more months already planned. And then I got interviews and partnerships already in the pipeline that when they pan out, that'll be that much more value to your subscribership. So let's go. Join now, and you will only be the better for it because I will probably be increasing the membership price as I add more valuable content. But if you come in now at the $20 a month, your price won't go up. So join now. Anyway, I love you guys. If you're in a business that is struggling, contact me. I'd be more than happy to help you. But first, read all my information. A lot of it's there. Do some searching. It's there. Follow the cues I have with the ABC, A-I-B-I-C-I. That stuff is critical. It is crucial. You have to adapt. All right? Look at the A3QG. And for God's sake, look at the triple fecta. It will help you. Here, it's yours. Here, just post it somewhere. The triple fecta will help you. Just reference it and just shape it as a big question mark. It's like, do I have all the elements that I need and put it as a granular level? Like, I want to accomplish this project or this task, okay? Do I have every element of the triple effect ready and staged before I attack that element? If the answer is no to any one of those, you're not ready to proceed. That's it. That's how easy it is. Ask yourself those questions. Anyway, I'm done. I love you guys. Take care, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.